Hello, before we kick off this lovely episode of the Regular Features Podcast, episode 500 live show, we just wanted to pop in and say that obviously this being performed live has inevitably led to some bits of the podcast being pretty visual. Um, so we definitely recommend checking out the video version of the podcast on the Regular Features YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash regular features. It still works as an audio experience, but if you just sort of bear in mind that this was performed live and there is a way of experiencing now that is better than maybe just listening to it. There's also links to the video as well as any supporting materials in the info for this episode and you'll also find a link to a big photo gallery of amazing photos taken by Matt McDonald aka Fizzy Beefer brackets goes to Ibiza. <laughs> uh, there we are. Enjoy yourselves. Should we go? Let's go. Okay. You can sing along, you can sing along. Are you inferring that I'm alive? Regular, 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 regular
I completely forgotten all of the lyrics. I haven't seen that for about five I forgot years. Forgot it was that long. I went to fucking pause it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did ask you. I was like, "You sure you want to play the full one?" You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big time, big That's time. Ah, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> this is amazing. Five hundred. Half a thousand. <laughs> that's how we. That's really the end goal. That's massive, isn't it? Half a thousand is loads. Half a thousand. Some that's also loads. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be so hot for episode 1000 here yeah. in the King Billy that we will all be entirely nude. Yeah, thank you so much and for coming out. Yeah, like, we know it wasn't hard. It wasn't easy to get here. No. And, and it's not it's, easy to be here. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it won't be easy to leave. To <laughs> uh, but we've got some amazing features for you tonight. Um, we're, what we're going to do, we're going to do three features and a little break. Don't worry, there's a break coming. <laughs> I feel like I should say that at the top. <laughs> should we do one after that? Yeah. <laughs> See you in 10 minutes now. Um, yeah, so it's going to be really nice. But yeah, if you have to leave at any point, don't feel bad because we know what is going on in this room. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if you want to bring any Beer and Moretti's bottles back with you, <laughs> I mean, and donate them to the front, we'll fucking drink them, won't we? So. <laughs> Classic Shameless. Yeah. We've got a very small fridge, though, so we can't fit many Beer and Moretti's in at once. So they might be warm after a bit. <laughs> If I get a warm beer moretti, <laughs> you'll drink it and shut the fuck up. <laughs> that is correct, yeah. Back to your trailer again, eh? This guy Smirnoff iced me earlier with like a boiling hot <laughs> ice. And I, I say like, like oh, yeah. if you've got a fucking bottle with you, I will drink it, but it is, this, is, this is like soup. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like hot lemon. I didn't think we would get to 500 episodes, did you? I mean, no, not, not when we didn't know what to call the podcast in episode one. We just like, let's just record something and put it online. Did anyone listen to the podcast from the start? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Two whole people. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone never heard the podcast before? And it's absolutely fine to say yes. Have you? One. Good luck. What the hell? Why are you doing this? Get the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just want, you're not going to get a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> you're in danger. <laughs> or, best night of your life. Who knows? I know, not the best night of your life. Hottest, though. Hottest yeah. night. Mm. Should we do some features? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is my mic working? Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Hello. Is that working? I can't hear myself. Yes. Yeah, it's because it the levels are exactly right. Great. Thank you. Now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's Nottingham Food Adventure. Oh, yeah. As you all know, this is Nottingham, and mm -hmm. we've been on a food adventure. Mm -hmm. You guys went off to have brunch without me because I was writing my feature. Uh, you left you make with it sound us. like that's our fault. <laughs> yeah. You stopped us in the street and went, actually, I'm really stressed out by not having written this feature. <laughs> I text Steve yesterday going, well, going uh, what time are you getting up, mate? And he said, guess how much percentage of my feature I haven't written. <laughs> I went, I don't know, 90% thinking that was a joke. He went, yeah, we can round it down to 90 if you want. <laughs> I don't know why you do it to yourself. Um, well, I ended up not being able to write a feature. Oh. So instead, I called upon the help of a close friend of mine. And <laughs> she knows a lot 
about the local culinary scene in Nottingham. <gasps> and uh, so... I might just go get her now okay. if you don't look at me for five seconds. <laughs> She's really shy. <laughs> also, don't look at me finding this either. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm. Got it. I know where Steve went to get all his outfit from because I've considered the very same outfit for a podcast myself. <laughs> I genuinely can't tell you how much Steve is method acting this. We stood in front of a, a row of wigs for about ten minutes while he went, "Would she have a bob? And would it be blonde?" <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour tout le monde, mon petit pois. It's me again, Grape Delicious Bourdain, Northeast South Nottinghamshire's premier food critic and part-time peat bog inspector. <laughs> if it's got anything to do with Nottingham's happening culinary scene or the 700 acres of swampy wetland stretching from Farnsfield to Tuxford, I'm already there. Not many people realize that seven out of ten of the top culinary hotspots in Nottingham are scattered throughout the vast network of interconnected sticky wet ditches that crisscross the landscape surrounding this historic hamlet. Why, just last night, I was bog hopping along the swampy fens of Outer Mansfield with my good friend, the lesbian poet, Carol Ann Duffy. <laughs> when we happened upon the perfectly preserved remains of a cold meat buffet from 1992. <laughs> 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 Carol Ann could hardly contain her excitement and rattled off seven poems about increasingly big onions as she chaperoned handful after handful of gray salami into her salivating poet laureate mouth. When she hoiked up the hem of her dress to form a makeshift bag for life and begged me to fill her up with as much Billy Bear ham as her elasticated waistband could handle, I made my excuses and left. Carol Ann Duffy was last seen crouched down in a Bingham bridleway, lobbing wads of corned beef at passing helicopters. <laughs> Carol Ann, if you can hear this, please come home. <laughs> we love you. Of course, there's more to dining out in Nottingham than just Carol Ann Duffy ruining a peat bog buffet and going AWOL with a summer dress full of rotten charcuterie. <laughs> to help me sample all that this great city has to offer, I invited some of my closest celebrity friends to, to a potluck bog dinner in a hectare of protected swampland. <laughs> <laughs> Nottingham's biggest stars were shining that night and sparks were about to fly. Although, because of a thick layer of highly flammable bog fog, no naked flames were allowed. <laughs> Put the music back on, please. <laughs> I've never heard Grapes Delicious angry before. <laughs> My good friend, Vicky McClure, who plays the female policeman in Line of Duty, <laughs> brought a cider brought a cider-glazed ham the size of a non-regulation bowling ball. <laughs> Mr. Jam had planned a clam platter but thought better and made sandwiches. Either Torville or Dean brought chicory biscuits with hibiscus dips, and the bare-knuckle pugilist Bartley Gorman showed up empty-handed and was turned away by my doorman, Dave Gorman. <laughs> I say door, it was a little flag I stuck in the ground to let everyone know how to find my BYOB bog party. 
Readers, like all of Grape Salicious gatherings, it was a delight for the ages. That is, until my good friend Rebecca Adlington, OBE, turned up drunk on Session IPA and began threatening the Sleaford Mods with the pointy end of a skewer. The two-time gold medal Olympian chased a terrified Sleaford Mod into the darkness and out into the marshy substrate where he stumbled gracefully into the thick spongy morass. What happened next was every bog hostess's worst nightmare. We found a bog body. <laughs> The mummified remains of a human cadaver kept perfectly fresh by the deoxygenated embrace of the honking marshland. Vicky McClure began instinctively trying to arrest my guests. Rebecca Adlington OBE wouldn't stop screaming. Mr. Jam fled the scene at the first opportunity, but without his bog waiting boots, the Radio 1 DJ wouldn't get very far. <laughs> my party was ruined by this uninvited corpse whose identity we may never know. The only clue? This stupid note we found stapled to his lapel. <laughs> Maybe you can make sense of it, Log. It seems to be addressed to you. Anyway, I have to go. Carol Ann Duffy was just seen popping her head out of a, out of a manhole cover in Snenton like Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Shall I read it? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Dear Log, it is me, your eccentric great-uncle, Alfred McClue. If you are reading this letter, stroke clue, that means one of two things has happened. Either the incredible machine I invented to turn bog gas into a source of unlimited clean energy has been an unmitigated success, or I tripped over and died in a bog. <laughs> If it's the bog gas energy thing, please disregard this letter and its contents. If it's the second thing, with me falling into a bog and dying, then it is my dying bog wish for you to solve one last riddle. <laughs> you, would not you would not deny the mummified cadaver of your great uncle its dying wish, would you? Of course you wouldn't. <laughs> oh my god. Bog riddle time. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Alfred McClue. <laughs> My first is in bloody good bog, this. <laughs> but not in oh, what a disappointing wetland. <laughs> My second is in oh, wow, this is a tremendous bog. But not in very, very, very bad marsh. <laughs> My third is in, good heavens, what a lovely bog. But not in, while I appreciate these environments function as environmental, as, uh, hang on, carbon. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm a cadaver. I make mistakes sometimes. <laughs> carbon sinks. This one's really not doing it for me. What am I? <laughs> Don't look at us. <laughs> We're going to throw this one to the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an easy one. Someone's got their hand out. Whoa. Marsh. Bog is correct. As per the laws of the bog, my cadaver can now melt into the earth like a dairy milk bar left on a car dashboard on a pot. Thank you, boys. And good Riddling. 
Just caught the eye of the person who said they'd never heard the podcast before. <laughs> if nothing else, I thought that chocolate bar melting on a car dash thing was relatable content. <laughs> if nothing else, I think their relationship is really strong. <laughs> I get a lot of emails. Uh, a lot of people want me to do business with them. Uh, but in the last year or so, like, it's really gone up loads and like I'm getting more and more emails uh, asking me to, to for help promoting their NFT games uh, and I'm not gonna go to why if you don't know what an NFT game is it doesn't matter I'm not gonna bore you like any more than you are already uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna bore you about why I don't like them or why I despise them um, but I get a lot of emails going like can you make a video about an NFT game and I looked at, I do look at the stuff that people send us and I go, the thing is about them, they always look so shite. <laughs> like, uh, and that, that's the thing that sort of uh, really annoys me. And this one company emailed me recently and it, it look, everything they did looked shite and you're gonna hear what they're called and everything and it's a real company and you can Google them. We might have to take this out of the actual... <laughs> <laughs> The actual podcast that goes up on the internet. Yeah, we've realised this, this in itself may be a non-fungible feature. Yeah. <laughs> Which is perfect. <laughs> we have, in fact, taken the decision to remove this feature from the Regular Features podcast, half out of fear of repercussions and half because we think it's really funny that we've genuinely created a non-fungible feature. If you were lucky enough to be there on the night to hear this, you now own this feature fully and are legally free to reproduce it as a one-person show in the fucking Oasis or wherever that place in Ready Player One was called. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, it's going to run you about 217,000 <laughs> pounds sterling. No, uh, hang on. Which one is more? <laughs> She will call back because she knows a good business deal when she sees it. So it's fine, it's fine. We cut out the loud explosion. The explosion is really loud. Just one more feature. feel like they're in a fever dream. <laughs> I, lo I, I love how the, go the goose honking 
kind of fits, but it's off. It's so wrong. Fuck, I could have made it sound better, but I didn't. When we, re- we recorded episode 499 last night, pissed, and someone actually went, sorry, you recorded? <laughs> you just did the thing. <laughs> anyway, I have been looking into the multiverse. And part of my research has been watching everything everywhere all at once. And I don't know if you've seen it, but the general idea of the film is that if you do something a little bit out of character, you wear away the fabric between the universes and it makes it easier to jump through them and to become <laughs> someone else. Um, that is why I am wearing this Greg's outfit today. <laughs> Not because I don't eat Greg's. I do eat Greg's, in fact, I will frequently sit in a car park, eating a Greg's, finish it, and then drive to a different Greg's because it would be far too, far too embarrassing to go back in covered in sausage meat and say, I'm sorry, I forgot about my hungry brother. <laughs> but what I do do, you will never see me eating a Greg's, and that's because I always park in the corner so I can see you coming. And if you, and if you do, if I do see you coming, I'll slide into the footwell of my car and urgently cram the last half of the pasty into my mouth. <laughs> Me, hunched amongst the pedals of my car. <laughs> chewing urgently in case someone looks in through the window. This is how I live my unobserved life. <laughs> <laughs> so, to be out in the open like this is um, completely out of character. Um, and to jump, I just need to eat a bag of crisps in front of you while you all... Um, watch me with your big judgy eyes. And I know what you're thinking, this is why you're fat. But I'm gonna do it, I'm, I'm going to, you're going to have to pretend that I'm eating a bag of crisps now because I've got to bring one up with me. So, um, <laughs> so ooh, crunchy crunch, 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 crunch. Nom, 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 nom. Whoa. No, the, wow. wow. He, he looks hungry. Slow down, love. <laughs> Leave some for us, baby. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I, I'm Zim. Zim, Zim Bambergambler Gascoin. <laughs> and from what I can gather, I've just jumped through a fucking multiverse. You, you can always tell when you're jumping through the multiverse because the fonts change on things. <laughs> Where I'm from, this script's written in Book Antiqua. <laughs> And, it, and it's a lot funnier, no? <laughs> Last thing I remember in my world, I was using this straw as a little discreet snorkel. There's nothing after a long day appreciating some big boys. I, there's no better way to cool off than lying face down in bobbing along in the pool. <laughs> it's, it's so much more relaxing than running around screaming, I think he's dead. <laughs> and, or, no, he's pissing. Can you piss when you're dead? <laughs> I have talked a lot on this podcast about my wonderful big boys, who are big. <laughs> I am, after all, the multiversal authority on thick chaps. <laughs> but I have never shown you them. That's for two reasons. First, it's a fucking podcast. What do you want from me? <laughs> and second, because didn't fancy it. <laughs> but today, since I've got you all here, I want to talk to you about some of the science behind my big boys. 
starting with the life cycle of a shapely fella. Oh, hold on a minute, Joe. Joe, can you read this while I do the visuals? Mm. And obviously this isn't what it actually looks like. This is just the closest analogue in your universe. <laughs> Here we see a gaily coloured big boy in its cocoon state. <laughs> Under the oily purple sky of Earth 96, the doting patriarch must wander through the scorched brushland of his homeworld, tending to the hundreds of flaccid bags with the, ge <laughs> with the gentle application of hot lung farts or breath. When the time is right, he can pop their little rubber nipples in, give them a gentle kiss, and launch them across the once fertile earth. <laughs> Beautiful. Wow. That's what's beautiful, man. Try not to land in a puddle and drown, my beautiful child. Try <laughs> talking to the microphone, Zim. Don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to land into a face, nipple down into puddle, and the fucking hell. Because uh, you won't believe how many of them land nipple down and just drown in the first 10 seconds of life. <laughs> And also, don't land in a fucking endangered bird's nest and do the eggs of mischief. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, my planet was absolutely verdant before I started harvesting my big boys. <laughs> They're destroying everything, but they make me happy, and I will never stop. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise Zim was like a fucking villain this whole time. <laughs> He's Thanos. <laughs> this is the real heel turn episode. Jesus. Oh, fucking hell. Just thought, I'm in a new universe. You've got your own big boys, haven't you? <laughs> with their own rules. Let me just check with Ziggy. Yeah, you heard. We've all, <laughs> we've all got Ziggy's where I come from. And Ziggy says there's an 87% chance that some of my Earth 96 boys could quantum leap into some of your local lads. And there's another 87% chance that they could talk to me. I've always wanted to know what my boys could say if they could talk. And had access to autonomy and brain functions. Right, let's do this. I don't want to jump too far on the first one, so let's start with an easy one. Someone else called Jonathan. Have we got a Jonathan in the house? Can't stand up. First thing, I've got to get up there. You, get up, stand up. It says, Ziggy says, I've got to give you a five pound note with Leslie Grantham on it instead of the Queen. <laughs> so yeah, that's, um, then you will, actually, before I give you that, say hello, Jonathan. Where have you come from tonight to be here? <laughs> uh, hello, I've come from- Into the fucking microphone, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hello, I'm Jonathan from Liverpool. Welcome, thank you very much for being a big boy for me tonight. Here's the five pound note, which will activate you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> My eyeballs are sweating. My God, it's so hard to read, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Also, it's like my own get out situation. <laughs> <laughs> no accent. <clears throat> oh, Mr. Zim, thank you. <laughs> Fucking hell. 
Thank you for your hot lung farts, what I am full of. <laughs> I am having a lovely time in the endangered bird's nest where I landed. I was worried at first because it was exactly what you told me not to do. Also, the bird did seem upset when I crushed her eggs, <laughs> along with the last of the male of the species. <laughs> but after five minutes of spinning on my y-axis, we both saw the funny side. <laughs> I love you, Zim. We all love you so much. Fucking hell. You can touch them in this universe. <laughs> this, this, this opens up fucking wild possibilities. <laughs> you mustn't. You mustn't. That's it. Thank you, Jonathan, but your multiversal capacity has been spent now until you get more duck points. <laughs> I need a new one. Come on. I need someone from Nottingham. I can't go too far yet. So I'm from Nottingham. Connor, Connor Lynham, I know you're here tonight. <laughs> right. Ziggy says, to activate you, I need to give you a quick squirt in the nostrils of Lynx, Africa and Marmite. <laughs> 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 Mr. Zim, Mr. Zim, I've written you a poem about how much I love you. I love you so much, I just produced a litre of oil from my exhaust nipple. <laughs> I love you so much, I rolled through a big fire. Now, I am an flaming orb of death, powered by my love for you. It's so poetic and emotional, I feel like I could have my own episode of The Sandman. <laughs> I love you so much I went downhill into the sea because uphill is harder <laughs> anyway it turns out I am a kind of hot katamari and I have picked up all the dogs and buildings in Margate and now everything is burnt to death and in the sea I love you Zim you did good my beautiful child <laughs> Still thinking about how far this touching thing could go. <laughs> right, I'm gonna sit. I've got me confidence now. I'm getting cocky. <laughs> I'm gonna get the furthest big boy from the farthest away universe. Mike Orvis, please, can you make yourself known to us? Fucking Nora. <laughs> <laughs> Actual big boy. <laughs> Ziggy says, we've got to get married. <laughs> well, I mean, if Ziggy says. <laughs> and that's why he didn't want to do it here tonight. <laughs> right, let's just pretend we're married and activate you, mate. Okay. I am John Log Blythe Prime. <laughs> I command an absolute massive army of big lads. We have presided over a century of peace, which gives us plenty of time to do big kissy smooches in the moon barracks with our tongues out and everything. But one thing haunts all John Locke lives throughout every universe. In 2017, we all performed an imperfect parody of Victoria Woods' The Ballad of Barry and Frida. 
We forgot that the final verse was supposed to be the reluctant partner agreeing to do it. A couple of lines were also a bit ableist and fatphobic, but more importantly, <laughs> at a paltry 12 verses, it was far too short to be respectful to the memory of Victoria Wood. To stop the multiverse from collapsing, the best and the worst John Locke Blythe <laughs> must right this ancient wrong. And that's why I'm here. Hit it! Is this me? Yeah. Fred and Barry sat one night. The sky was clear, the stars were bright. The wind was soft, the moon was high. Fred lifted a cheeky thigh. He dropped his pants, he felt sublime. He paused his show about true crime. Barry cringed in fear and dread. Fred pulled apart his ass and said, <laughs> Let's do it, let's do it, let's, let's do it while the moon is fat. I'm asking for his taking, I've always wanted to try scat. Just like porn, but be warned, if any gets into your mouth you might taste sweet corn. Let's do it, let's do it tonight. I'm sorry. I can't do it, I can't do it, I tried rimming and it made me wince. I'm cautious, too nauseous to smear my tits with thick beige mints. Please refrain, please don't train. I've had the sofa steam cleaned and I don't want it stained. Please do it, I can't do it tonight. Let's do it, let's do it while I'm really in the mood. You're queasy, but it's easy. A dirty Sanchez, ain't that rude? Try pieces, my releases will take you to a whole new world of fun and feces. Let's do it, let's do it tonight. I can't do it, I can't do it. The stench will put me off my lunch. I, I fear your diarrhea is far too wet for me to munch. It's shocking, pan blocking. You could at least have taken off your fishnet stockings. I can't do it, I can't do it tonight. <laughs> Let's do it, let's do it, I really want to scream and shout Rip off my girdle, the turtle's head is really poking out Stop squirming, it's firming, my dander's up, my passion high, my ring hole's burning Let's do it, let's do it tonight I can't do it, I can't do it, it's mucky and it don't feel right This phase of coprophage has really killed my appetite Your anus it's heinous. If I was sick inside your ass, you couldn't blame us. I can't do it. I can't do it tonight. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. The smell of shit just can't be beat. I'm swelling, compelling. Me to heave and then excrete. I'm well fed. Don't play dead. I spent a lot of money on that white clean bedspread. Let's do it. Let's do it tonight. I can't do it. I can't do it. I know I shouldn't yuck your yum. But I'm repressed, so get dressed and cover up that puckering bum. Oh. I'm recoiling from soiling. The sweaty crack I'm staring at looks like it's boiling. But I'll do it. I can't do it tonight. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Take it like I know you can. I'm straining. Stop complaining. Let me drop one in your hands. Stop squibbling. Get nibbling. And here's a baby's baby in case your face starts dribbling. Let's do it. Let's do it tonight. I can't do it. I can't do it. You're in a rotten state down there. It's spattered. 
and matted, thick with crusty buttock hair. <laughs> Beg pardon, your back garden looks like that Samurai Emmy film Bruce Campbell starred in. <laughs> Let's do it tonight. Can't do it tonight. Let's do it. Let's do it. I feel your face with Bristol Fours. Don't deny that. Mud pie be my holy shit freak whore. Stop judging. I'm fudging. My ass is right above your face and it ain't budging. Let's do it. Let's do it tonight. He wrote this, not me. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't think that I ever will. The come down from Bum Browns really leaves me feeling ill. Stop starting, I'm departing. You didn't even try to hold that last wet fart in. I can't do it. I can't do it tonight. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Really make the bed sheets brown. I'm manic, volcanic. My sphincter blown from here to town. It's freaky, so leaky. I'll wipe it off your forehead with a woman's weekly. Let's do it. Let's do it tonight. I can't do it. I can't do it. I've gone off the idea of sex. Only fools enjoy stools. Button up those corduroy kecks. I'm a wimp. I've gone limp. I'm begging you for one last time to clench and not crimp. I can't do it. I can't do it tonight. Oh, God. Let's do it, let's do it. Let my juicy asshole dry. I'm done flirting, I'm squirting into your nose and your eyes. I'm squatting or notting. I've not been very well, so there might be some blood clots in. Let's do it, let's do it tonight. Let's do it, let's do it. You won me with your gentle words. Loose your grip and let rip with a hot, fat, sweaty turd. I'm willing, I'm able. Push the Bible off the glass top coffee table. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it tonight. tonight. Mike Orvis, everyone. Once more for Mike Orvis, everyone. Mike Orvis. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I can tell that this sweat isn't from the heat. <laughs> I think with that, I finally paid the respect I, Victoria Wood deserves. I think her ghost can rest now. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. That we'll was go downstairs. There's a police van waiting. To uh, everyone say goodbye to Mike because he's been arrested. That's absolutely fine. Um, has Matt actually been sick outside? <laughs> be so fucking funny if he has. Uh, okay, that's the first half of the show. That's fine, I you. <laughs> uh, we'll come back in 15-ish minutes if everyone wants to go to the bar now. Time to get a drink, get some fresh air. Yeah, time to get a drink. Remember. Bira Moretti is what <laughs> is what's going on down here. And it'll be in the underground search link. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Oh no, not that one. No, no. No. Yeah. Everyone's gonna save this. I was just a jelly boy. Said he had a rage 
your cures. Recommended a podcast. Said it was called Regular Pictures. Yes, <laughs> Regular features. Yes. What's the next one? I hope it's something. His two buttocks as sweet as roses, between which the girls will stick their noses. Is anyone else cold? Can we close the window? Where, where is Joe? What yeah, where fuck? is Joe? Did anyone see Joe doing half time? He was at the bar with his sister. Joe! I am gonna give him a call, man. This is. Didn't think I'd have to do this. Yeah, now. No, I can't. I don't, I'm not, I, don't know what to do. I can't do that. What the fuck? Tell him it's time. We are starting, buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are panicking a little bit. <laughs> what do you mean you can't come in? Fuck, does he hold down a job? Has he got... What do you mean you're in fucking Derby? <laughs> <laughs> what? Mate, uh, how's it gonna be fine? Just come, just get, come back. Like. <laughs> how did he get to oh, Derby? Shit. It's only been like 20 minutes. Well, we've got fucking big half to do, buddy. He did rush buddy. off quite quick. I thought you thought he needed a piss. We're gonna have to work it out on our own. He, are you, are you, are you being serious? <laughs> oh fuck, man. Uh, I actually don't know what to do. Just move on to the next feature, I guess. Guess so. Oh, who's this? Oh, there's one in the gate. Who's this? I <laughs> Oh my god, it, it's, it's Tom from MySpace. <laughs> Where the fuck is Scrabbles? Everybody dance. Where the fuck is Joe Scrabbles? That coward. I saw him running down the fucking street going, he said he's going derby or some shit. Now some of yous, don't appear to recognize me straight off the bat, but <laughs> if I was to sort of turn sideways, pretend there's a whiteboard behind me, <laughs> and I turn around and give you a big shitting grin like that. <laughs> yeah, you remember me, Tommy from MySpace. Woo! <laughs> I'm the guy I used to be in everybody's top eight. Until Rupert Murdoch came along, he didn't want me at friends list no more. Gave me $580 million <laughs> to get out of here, go down on the open road. And I, uh, well, after a quick life detour in which, uh, in which I secreted all of my worldly possessions in a hot air balloon house, <laughs> which was swiftly whipped away by a cruel thimble. <laughs> 
I now appear semi-regularly on the Regular Features Podcast experience in order to pitch grifts and schemes to use. The fucking pissant public. <laughs> and you know what? You fucking love it. <laughs> uh, holy shit, where's my manners, you guys? 500 episodes. Whoa! That's crazy. John Locke Blake, as I live and breathe. Hello, Tom! Pleasure to see you. I forgot my microphone etiquette there because I wanted to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Lees, likewise, love your head. <laughs> Steve Hogarty, uh oh, this guy's gonna make a joke, so watch it. <laughs> And my feet. I'm so nervous. And in, and in awe of you, Tom. I'm just busting your sack. Come here, give Tommy a kiss. <laughs> I'm gonna take a pop my little ass over here. Oh my beard. Oh, I'm, I'm malting again. <laughs> but Uncle Thomas, I hear you's all as enthuse. You're not enthusing. Repeat after me. But Uncle Thomas! Uncle Thomas! Do you not come to us? Do you not come to us? With some kind of huckster's flim-flam machine? With some kind of huckster's flim-flam machine? Designed to remove the coin from our pockets and make us smile while it does so. Designed to remove the coin from our pockets and make us smile while it does so. You're goddamn right, kids, and this time I'm going straight to the soyce. No, stop now. I appreciate I did not make that clear. <laughs> I'm getting into the advertising game, kids. I watched exactly one episode of Mad Men through the window of a Dixon's. And I decided to start up my own agency, Tommy Tommy MySpace and Balloon. That's a funny name. And we're gonna be big, baby, because I got a business philosophy. I ain't making no TV ads. No fucking Barry Scott, Mr. Muscle, Cavonia, Gavascon, Fireman, Postcode, Lottery bullshit for my company. We're going Web 3.0. Let me tell you about it. You know when you're on a really fucking crappy website? You're probably searching for a fucking streamer like fucking Pinocchio or some shit. <laughs> Then you scroll down, you see a bunch of fucking ads for like weird shit. You know, like it's always by some company called like Zoignet, or Tabula, or Happen France, or Clean Line, or Drank Lips, or Telecom Bitch. But these ads, man, things, I know they're fucking shitty, man, I know they are, but they just got these headlines, man. And you just gotta know, you gotta click them. It's shit like, Where's my slideshow? <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it's a surprise appearance, Moisey. The headlines. That is going to be an incredibly big problem down the line. I'm sorry, Tom. We've got our. Let me just go on my Google Drive. <laughs> No one look at this! No one look at this. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's my email address. Uh, Here we go. Uh, I got it, I got it. It's fine. If you can see it, don't think about it. <laughs> I've given permission. I made it big. Okay. Don't look at the... I tried to... <laughs> Thing. 
Imagine none of that happened. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna. <laughs> to be fair, the people at home didn't. So that's I was gonna right. flip up the oh. screen and then I realised it would still be projecting onto the wall behind it. <laughs> I do also want to make incredibly clear to the people at home that nothing you're about to hear will make any fucking sense. <laughs> Now, these headlines we're talking about could be, for instance, the NASDAQ has issued a rare must-buy alert for Susan Coyne, the coin that costs exactly as, my, as much as I sold MySpace for. Holy shit. Or perhaps it could be, you gotta be a billionaire to understand how devastating it is when your hot air balloon mansion is inflated, you are not inside, and it floats away. <laughs> Or perhaps it's this jelly boy got bones. And then this happened. <laughs> We've stolen the bone from the jelly boy. Why am I in this picture? Because you stole the bone from the that jelly is. baby boy. I'm in this picture and I don't like it. <laughs> and the thing about it is you click and it always leads to some horse shit slideshow you gotta click, click like 40 times and then it just takes... Oh, it's screensavers now. This is bullshit. Click 40 times to find out the thumbnail that looked like a dick covered in coconut oil was just someone's finger. <laughs> it's fucking pathetic, man. Waste of time. You always feel shit after you've done it like you've been had by whatever piece of crap put it out there. So anyway, I'm making those now. <laughs> Tommy Tommy MySpace and Balloon is big into the fucking footer ads and slideshow game. And I got some prototypes I want to test out on all of you while I'm here, okay? <laughs> Only thing to say before we start is that I really don't know how people find out what stories to tell in these slideshows and how to make them so appealing. And frankly, the only people I know are you guys from Zapad's casts. So yeah, all of these are actually about uh, you. <laughs> and also, I couldn't find where you get images from on the oh, internet. No. So I loaded up the old MySpace database and found pixies no. <laughs> from back in the day. I hope that's okay. Let's begin. No. <laughs> the first slideshow. <laughs> Tom, you piece oh, of shit. No. The first slideshow is entitled "Joe Scrabbles is Toity Three. <laughs> How he looks now. <laughs> How he looks now is heartbreaking. <laughs> Joe Scrabbles looks like he's in Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> that's that's exactly it. Now, as you probably knows, Joe Scrabbles was the most beautiful kid in <laughs> in St. Albans. You won't believe. It's like, you won't believe. The hurts throw. You won't believe what he looks like now. <laughs> and this slideshow is here to ask one thing: What the fuck happened? <laughs> Thankfully, I have the answer, and it's pretty sad. The truth is, Joe tripped over next to a magic well and has been falling <laughs> through a sort of inky void ever since. And boy, does it make him look ugly. <laughs> what? Goddamn power settings on the phone. Oh, no. I mean, look at this kid at 18. Look at those coils. Whoa! The nostrils with the perfect tan, the same as his cheeks. Lips like a medium rare beefsteak. And now look at this guy. Can't even frame his face properly. 
with an infinite amount of time in a sorcerer's haunted well. What a fucking joke. <laughs> Even into his 20s, this kid had the look of a... Oh! Oh! He had the look of a safety conscious pirate's best concubine. (laughs) He could have had it all, but no, he's fucking crying (laughs) because he tumbled too much in the endless well shaft and was sick into his own eyes. (laughs) Good riddance, kid. Slideshow one complete. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure people into it. A lot of slideshows to come. <laughs> now the second slideshow is about Matt Lee's. It's called Two Scoops of This a Day Will Make You Look As Good As Matt with Your Shoid Off. <laughs> and there are a lot of pictures of Matt with his shoid off. I knew I should have deleted Facebook. <laughs> We've all seen Matt Lee's with his shoid off. Am I right? It's pretty much the guy's whole thing. It's And that's for one good reason. Please pay, to toe. please pay, pay attention to the gleam. Oh, you can't see it as much, but there's a gleam underneath that shine. I've never noticed that gleam before. Well, you should have done it's because... It's fucking wild on here, man. This guy's nips shine like a new <laughs> Volvo's headlights. <laughs> and it is beautiful. <laughs> I, I have a sense these may have been doctored. Because <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm going in, by what's in just real life on I have lens flares coming out of my nipples. The he thing like is, he looks like an Elden Ring. I fucking boss. am, alright? <laughs> like for anyone else, you'd be surprised at how many pictures they have with their shine on. But you wouldn't be that surprised with Matt Lee's because his nips stand aglow, rivaling the afternoon sun in their radiance. And now you too can get fucking crazy nips with just two scoops of this Polynesian sludge. <laughs> just look at the effects. Joe Scrabbles here can't even look at Matt Lee's. Such is the iridescence of those twinkling nips. But be careful not to have too many scoops or you will blind your family. For reference, that was about five minutes before I shaved them off. (laughs) And I'm not telling people who are listening at home what that's about. Carry on. Slideshow three. Sinister pictures reveal how John Locke Blythe's victims could have known they were in danger. (laughs) Now we all know that in the mid-noughties, John Locke Blythe chopped off a bunch of legs. This guy went leg crazy and built himself a human-sized foosball table in an abandoned Tesco. But did you know that he has a tell, like in poker, but for when he wants to turn your legs into chunky foosball guys? His victims didn't. Take this guy, Brilliante Kaput. He was having... He was having a nice time with legs until he met John Locke Blythe, who, as you can see, was unimpressed with his impression of an owl. <laughs> Soon, he was dead from having legs that were gone. The sad thing is, he didn't realize John Locke Blythe's tell. If he wants your legs, he'll try to touch your face with his face. <laughs> 
Here's one of the lucky ones. William Lime Tram Lime. <laughs> As you can see, John Log Blythe went to touch his face with his face, but he missed. And shortly after this photograph, he fell over and he slithered away like a snake. <laughs> Is it any coincidence that William now runs a shoe shop in Lisbon? Shoes go on the end of legs, after all. I'll let you decide. <laughs> now here's a mysterious one. Meet Armand Jeep, heir to the Jeep fortune. <laughs> Made because of Jeeps being so cool. He went missing, but a rogue leg was found in his Jeep. Did he touch faces with John Locke Blythe? It sure looks like maybe, but it's inconclusive. <laughs> Mrs. Elliot was a good dog. <laughs> but here's the interesting sure. thing. <laughs> Mrs. Elliot touched Log's face. What a switcheroo. Enraged, the legsman actually attached dozens more legs to Mrs. Elliot. <laughs> And now she has to roll around like a Katamari for walkies. <laughs> Second Katamari reference of the night. And, and also, I would like to add that that dog is now dead. <laughs> I actually did a lot of checking to make sure no one else yeah. in this slideshow was dead. <laughs> Turns out adding all the other, uh, all the other legs didn't help. <laughs> Now this is actual regular features reader Will Templeton. He lined the signs, and you can see here that he has realized John Locke Blythe is using his hair as cover to get close to his face. <laughs> Will Templeton still has legs, and it's all because he did the research. Now you have two. Don't be a victim. <laughs> now, slideshow four. No. Several mind-blowing disguises Gavin Murphy has adopted across the years. <laughs> But where's Gav? <laughs> the Gavin Moyfi you sees before Zeus is a figment of his imagination. <laughs> he is a confection, a lie. The true Gavin Moyfi could be exactly 171 miles away in Sam's Grillhouse kebab shop in Kerfilly. <laughs> he probably is. Gavin is capable of being anyone. Daddy Uncle Tommy, I hear you cry, but we can plainly see Gavin Murphy on the left playing Mario Mario, the famous shitpipe surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> to that I only have two words. No. Enhance and enhance. <laughs> it doesn't come across on there, but he's in the background. Yeah. I made it really shadowy. I thought it'd be cool. <laughs> As it is, we have to understand that he works with decoys. Shall we proceed? <laughs> okay, so here we see that uh. Gavin has swapped his own head with a pumpkin. Now this, now that I look at it, this one's impressive. I'm not sure, it's, I'm not sure I understand it in a practical sense. Like it's more of like a sorcery or an illusion than it is a disguise. So I'll chalk that one up to experience. Next one. <laughs> Okay, now we're talking, because Gavin's put himself inside the Rembrandt painting, The Anatomy Lesson of Dr. Nikolai's Tulp. 
so yeah, this one's a... Well, actually, I, um, I guess this is maybe just like art forgery or vandalism or something. <laughs> or did you find a lot of other guys and all go in this disguise to the Reichstag in Amsterdam? I don't see the play. Let's try it. Another one. Another one. Okay. Stop it. Right, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Like, I can see you're dressed up as a little Victorian girl, and that is clearly a bust of comedian Matt Lucas. <laughs> but, like, what's this for? Who are you trying to fool with this? Please stop. The girl's mother? <laughs> and so what's happened to the actual little girl? Is she, like, watching the rugby like you would do or some shit? Okay, move on. I don't get none of this. We'll try one more. Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> You're fucking sick, Murphy. You draped your face over a tank in Tiananmen Square? I'm calling this slideshow. You need fucking help, Jamoke. We'll move on to please, another please, slideshow. Please, 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 please. This one's called Eye Doctors Get Visibly Furious When Steve Hogarty Walks In. You won't guess why. For years, eye doctors have been charging upwards of 20,000 euro for the surgery required to make your eyes much, much, much too big for your head. <laughs> the idea is that you'll be able to see Jupiter without a telescope. <laughs> but what if I was to tell you that one young man from Ireland has worked out how to give you Jupiter eyes from the comfort of your own home? Meet Steve Hogarty. <laughs> Wait. Tom, I'm so sorry to do this, but I, my, my bladder is awful. I need to leave. Okay. I love you. And I'm not offended by this. Good. <laughs> I thought I was pretty kind to you. You look great. <laughs> Meet Steve Hogarty. He put a kind of a vacuum inside an Oculus Rift. <laughs> <laughs> and now he can make your eyes really fucking big once daily. <laughs> No more, or your eyes turn into a cannoli. <laughs> and the results speak for themselves. <laughs> Sometimes Steve's eyes are big enough to put a moon pie in with room to spare. <laughs> now, we all know that babies have really big fucking eyes already, so imagine how cute they'd be with big saucer bastards in their heads. This is a picture of baby Steve. <laughs> But with the big eyes his oh. mama wished he had when he was a little squirt of piss. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> now, if you go to an eye doctor and they say, hey, dude, you want me to pump up those people's a little bit while you're here? I can do it real quick and it's not so bad on the old wallet, neither. You just say no, because you got a friend in Steve and his marvelous peeper papa device. And Steve's friends love his big, disgusting eyes <laughs> right back. <laughs> <laughs> delete your Facebooks. <laughs> delete, delete your Facebooks. What so I do want to make clear against you is the majority of these pictures from Steve are actually from Log's Flickr account, <laughs> which he seemed to use for about three months in 2006, and there's over a thousand pictures on it, <laughs> and some of it's fucking weird. <laughs> 
Okay, I know that's everyone on the panel, but I got one more. And this one's a little bit more experimental. This one's called One Tiny Psychic Trick that will make us too powerful to be contained by natural law. Now, this isn't so much a slideshow as like a YouTube video from one of my few remaining friends in the Illuminati. <laughs> you know, back in the day, I was friends with all the Illuminati. Cheney, celebrity chef Rick Stein. <laughs> That kid from Mary Poppins everyone says is dead. <laughs> the kid from the Frosties advert that everyone says is dead. And Uri Geller. <laughs> the rest abandoned me when I became the wandering Johnny Fuck Lately you see before you. But Geller remained strong because he knew I had his secret, that he gained his powers by eating Houdini. <laughs> And that's how I got a special message that will empower everyone in this room to make their dreams of getting MySpace back come true. <laughs> Please wake. Wow! Hi, Tim. This is uh, Uri Geller, especially for you, Tom. Uh, I'm speaking to you all from Israel, sending you lots of positive energy. And remember this, if you could go there with your mind, all of you, you can go there with your body. Whatever you can visualize, you can materialize. Guys, there's nothing that you cannot be, do, or have because you are the architects of your own. Got his phone on. Sending you good energy, positive thoughts. And um, I'll tell you what, I'll bend this spoon for you. Watch my arm here. One, two, three. Watch it bend. That was special. How did he do that? Nice to have such a personal message he has not rehoist <laughs> for 6,000 other people paying him 80 fucking pounds for a 24-hour turnaround. <clears throat> but anyway, that's my business. And if you want to invest, then, you know, just can't speak to me. I was told, put a little bit of pocket change in Uncle Tommy's pocket. That would be really nice. Anyway, I love you kids. Panic at the disco. You're all in my top eight for sure. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I thought we got, do I get a jingle? Uh, yeah, if you want. I feel, I feel like I, 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 I really want a jingle, we were, I guess. I just, I don't know. I it's like going to be one, we haven't, we didn't put enough jingles on the soundboard. It's going to so be Jelly Boy. Who was Jelly Boy again? Yeah. What number was Jelly Boy? I think it was. Uh, five.
That's the only jingle now. It's the only jingle we need. Play it again. Play it again. It's, it's better than my feature. I, mean, I want to live in that jingle. All right. He'll so. do it live for you downstairs. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. I'm not Tom anymore. He's so sorry. He's taken me. Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, I've done it. I've bloody done it. Pass so, it on, well, there's a little bit in that one for this gentleman's, uh, gentleman's drink. So, uh, I, I'm aware that there's five of us and we're doing features and five times uh, lots is, is just too long. So I've tried to keep this very short and simple. Everybody here is uh, either already a bee or would like to be a bee and considers themselves in some way a bee. So I just thought that as a celebration of the podcast, I thought we could all sing a song about what it's like to be a bee. So there is going to be a bit of audience participation here, which um, I know it's, it's horrifying. Um, so what, what we're going to do is basically there's going to be parts in the song where I'm going to say, because you are a bee, and then you will respond going, because I am a bee, and then I'll say, and that is what you believe, and you say, that is what I believe. Now, the thing about this is, is I haven't actually ever sung this song before, so I don't know how well it will go. Um, it was largely composed with the help of Ricky Haggett from the video game world, who has no idea what I was doing with it, just to be, uh, just a caveat that ahead of time, for legal reasons. And uh, I just want to say that, like, all you're going to say is, like, because I am a bee, that is what I believe. If you say any of those things at the wrong time, I don't fucking care. Like, it's, you know, it is that thing where you think, oh, I wasn't supposed to say it then. It doesn't matter. Like, just, just go with it, uh, live your life. No, one's, no one should be ashamed. This is um, all a bit loosey-goosey for my taste. <laughs> I think we learned earlier that loosey-goosey is very much your taste. <laughs> Fucking owned. <laughs> I'm just, there's, a, there's an unexpected bridge break that might throw people. I don't want people to feel like they're having a bad time. All right? Also, I might fuck it up. I don't fucking know. I've not done this. This is a bad idea. So, can we... What's the button for number my song? Eight. We think it's number eight. All right, okay. We think. It definitely oh. is. Okay. H. Well, they, they really are hope. lettered. I really yeah, hope this isn't is a fucking H in letters. Oh, right. Sorry. Okay. It's a simple cipher. Everybody's here, and you are a bee. Little wings like teaspoons made of glass. Can we start this again? Are we allowed that? Are we allowed that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you. Yeah. I completely got the. It was fucking. It was wrong. <laughs> It sounded good. Yeah, but it was. I was. You stole it. To whatever us. happened? Whatever happened to relaxed, chill, loosey goosey, mad? Yeah. <laughs> you invented him because you wanted him, but he doesn't exist. I'm not having a go, but I don't know how that's getting better. Oh, that was great. Here's who I mate. All right. Really good. And you are a bee. <laughs> Little wings like teaspoons made of glass. A sexy butterfly fluttering past. But what do bees believe? What do bees believe? <laughs> They believe that honey is money. They believe that marriage is for life. They believe that love is eternal. It should be legal to carry a knife. <laughs> because you're a bee. Because you're a bee. This is what you believe. 
Because you're a bee. Because I'm a bee. This is what you believe. Because you're a bee. Because I'm a bee. These are things you believe. Keeping busy and buzzy and happy inside of the hive. Waggle dancing through the infinite beauty of life. But bees have inner lives too. And the things that they believe. God save the queen, of course. But a bee gotta be believing in something more. And you are a bee. You are a bee. And it's what you believe. All these things you believe. And you are a bee. And because you're a bee. These are things you believe. Factors just to cover up for MK Ultra. They believe the potatoes enslave us and refuse to elaborate on that. All bees think that the war with Vietnam was a false flag operation. They believe the moon landings were faked by Jeremy Corbyn as a means of distracting from the dangers of socialism. These are things you believe because you're a bee. Because you believe, because you're a bee. Bees believe in fuzzy, buzzy loving. They believe that taxation is theft. Bees believe a Hitler's painting should be judged on artistic merit instead. You believe that meat is murder, but also that murder is good. It's what you believe, it's what you believe. Age of consent should be 23 because you're a bee. It's what you believe. It's what I believe. Wind farms should be banned. It's what you believe. It's what I believe. 9-11 was an inside job. Jet fuel can't melt these bees. It's what you believe. It's what I believe. Because you're a bee. You believe them all. I think that was appalling, you should all be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> Did you ever buy yourself a V-name? <laughs> maybe a name to please a queen. You can fly You know when you get to that point in a dream where you, <laughs> you realise you're dreaming? 
<laughs> and it gets really fun. <laughs> I've just realised I'm dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> Who has a B name here in real life? Asked that in a really weird way, and I don't know why. Uh, it's, it's, it's very hot, and I've not drunk anything for ages. Uh, who needs a B name and e and emailed us in? <laughs> okay. I well, we're covering it. Well, remember how none of this has been audience interaction. <laughs> I just, I just had them, I just had them singing a song that made them, the last two made them complicit to quite a number of unpleasant things. Okay. Sorry. Joe, now, of course, Joe, make, make this go. Every seeing it. No, it's fine. <laughs> you can't. Hey. hey. Of course. Every week. We bestow B names onto people who give us two pounds an episode <laughs> on Patreon. It's a fucking bargain. We're like Mother Teresa. <laughs> Mother to no. <laughs> no other podcast. Everyone in this room would pay name. two pounds to leave the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is when you turn the podcast off and listen to <laughs> cheap show. Now what we did was we got all the people who asked for B names through email like they were asked, and then we came up last night with a lot of B names when we were very, very drunk. We need it known right now, you're not gonna have to listen to any of that, but, but we have recorded it's it. It's recorded and it yeah. will be available on Patreon as a bonus. <laughs> I had to sit yeah. through it this morning and let me tell you it's a fucking slog. At one point, at one point, Log just got up from the table, walked over to the other side of the room and just started oh, shouting. Yeah, something, but that's it, that's, enjoy that. Log left repeatedly and doesn't remember ever doing so. I'd had a full session here at the pub, then we went home and I had another session recording episode 499, so I'm a fucking shambles. <laughs> <laughs> he, he drank a bottle of white wine in about 40 minutes. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> uh, no judgment here, but... <laughs> oh, like they've just seen a car crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See if you can guess which one's Log came up with. Oh. <laughs> Because, because he doesn't know. It's a real chronological thing as well. Like you really see the log join towards the end. But if you did email us in, you are going to get your B name live right now. Yeah. Or, I did see someone who emailed this morning. It was too late. I want to get that out of the way before you complain afterwards. Sorry. Right. Ashling. 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 Say goodbye to your human name, <laughs> Ashlyn. Because your B name is Mary B. Ant O'Neill. <laughs> Mary Glynn. Good night, Mary. And say hello to. Marry me, I'm a bee! <laughs> Log, you're doing this. <laughs> Sorry, not Log. Gav, hello. You're doing this. Oh, one. you say something nice. About, you say goodbye, John. Goodbye, John. And say hello to. Shawnee Ewananin Vachflewog. Which means Sean the Little Fairy Bee. <laughs> and we've had that checked with an actual translator. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Bradley Poulton. Get that human name in the bin. Because you're now called Buzzley Pollen. That's good. That is good. That's to the point. 
Dave Higgins. I'm trying to th- guess what it might be. I don't remember any of these. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did I. Hive. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> We're introducing a whole other variant. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> that. Dave, your name is Honey Chuggins. I got a sting upon Biggins Hill. <laughs> Snappy, yeah. There are no refunds. <laughs> it's time for the urn, Mike McDonald. Your B name is... Mike McDonald had a farm. Buzz, 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 buzz. And we did find out that Mike's brother already has... Old McDonald has a far, has a B. Buzz, 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 buzz. We apologise to the McDonald's. Lightning does strike twice. And I literally only found that out when I saw your fucking sticker earlier. (laughs) (laughs) And freaked out. Finally caught out for having trite ideas. Now, Mike Thompson. Your name is... And on that farm, he had a bee. (laughs) Sting, 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 sting. You've been infected by the McDonald virus. He looks genuinely gutted. <laughs> and if you listen to the podcast, we are so fucking pleased with ourselves when we do this. <laughs> we generally hear that's the funniest thing we've done. It's, uh, it's unique because it's like you've got a bee bond now with another bee. That if you combine yeah. forces, you're more powerful. There's this path- you've got to stand next to him. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah. It's like Beyblades. <laughs> there is this pathetic discussion where we're going like, now, do we do buzz, 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 buzz again, or do we make it sting? And everyone else is like, sting! Oh, we've got to do sting! Ben Paulden. Hey! Ben, your name is... Ben the Last Pollen Bender. It's pretty great. Now, we're entering the log zone. <laughs> to be coaxing back to the table. I'm sorry, Tori, I don't know what's about to happen. This one, I, ge- I think this is genuinely brilliant. It's pretty beautiful. This is the last wasp, colon. <laughs> Dead forever, no more battles. Now we can love each other. <laughs> Turns out I'm a happy drunk. It's stirring all my loins. <laughs> Chelsea Colclough. Your name is... Clumpy Buzzer. (laughs) This is so much better when you don't have to think of them. (laughs) You did. (laughs) Now, we have entered... Uh, this turbo the, log zone. The end game. <laughs> this is when they call me back so that I could leave if I did one yeah. last B so, name. Again, on the recording, it's worth listening to, sort of. We say, <laughs> we got to give one to Danny Hamilton. Danny Hamilton asked for a B name despite already having a B name. We decided that was okay. Josh, she, will get she to also you. claims outside she's never got a B name. Uh, we, I've got a B name. Liar! I've got it written down! <laughs> Your original B name, which is gone. I think it's disgusting you would lie in this B cathedral. I can't find it, but it was pretty good. It was about a funeral. Um, Danny Hamilton. Be be quiet, there's a B funeral next door. Yes. (laughs) You remember that one? (laughs) Do you remember this one? Now, to make clear, we said to Log, 
we've got to give Danny Hamilton a B name. And his response was, I'm going home. <laughs> and we said, you can go home if you give Danny Hamilton a, a B name. And he began singing. <laughs> And it's not to a tune you've ever heard <laughs> And it's not one I can recollect. But it goes <laughs> a little something like this. Condankerous bandambolo be doobladee. It's you, buddy. You are a very nice scene nice to, to be. be. You are my boyfriend, Danny. <laughs> Fucking top five B name. We had to point out to Log today that Danny was in fact not a, a man. Uh, yeah. But it's I think oh, that only adds off. to the flavour. If I fancy them, they're a man. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a system, and I respect it. I can't tell whether that's really open-minded or really close-minded. Really, yeah, really not on. <laughs> uh, now, the outlier is Jonathan here, who. Uh, it came insane. up, and I don't know why, but Log said, again, <laughs> drunk out of his mind, I'm going to do that one tomorrow. <laughs> because you already have the name John Bon Booby, which, which we like one. a lot. So, so we're upset. I mean, that's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the alternative, fella. So, Log, you insisted that you were going to give John Bon Booby a brand new live B name today. Please, can you come up with one now? <laughs> The reprehensible bumblebee, producing no honey, shall die alone. Oh! And what a lovely note to end episode 500 on. <laughs> that is the end of the B section, and as such is the end of episode 500 of Regular Features. Uh, I've actually got those fingertips you get from being in the bath for yeah. too long. Yeah. So now, if everybody could move all the chairs to the edge of the room, we will all lie in a big pile and become one. And whoever's <laughs> at the bottom will be incinerated. <laughs> You're the Toblerone, I'm the bits in the Toblerone. Let's do this. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming, obviously. This, this is, is amazing. Well. We're yeah, going to hang out staying. until uh, Log has said there's going to be a lock-in, so... <laughs> We're all yeah. going to hang out in the cellar where it's 15 degrees. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's hotter than it should be, but it, it, obviously, if anyone's hearing this and runs a pub, obviously, you know, the cellar is normally cooler than that. It's just a very hot day outside. <laughs> <laughs> One guy in the back was like, what? We are hygienic. That's not gas conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking condition you, Connor. <laughs> Thank you, thank you so this much. Yeah, it means you. the world that everyone has come. Like, we, uh, we never thought we'd get to 500, and... Uh, We'll get to a thousand now because. Of... And you're all coming with us! Uh, <laughs>